morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network. And you are joined this morning by Lawson and... Mon! Monica! <laughs> welcome back. Thanks. You've, welcome back to you too. You've spent a little bit of time away. I spent a bit of time away, <laughs> yeah. but I've, I've been back again, but... You have done more radio in 2023 so far than I have. Have I really? <laughs> uh, it, it has to be. It Lawson. has to be. And it, this is my permanent job. <laughs> and it is not yours. But I'm not coming for your job. Don't worry. But we're super thankful that you're in the studio. We couldn't have Blake on this morning. He's traveling. Mm, well, we've been, Finland. we've been getting him from Finland yeah. to do radio with us. And it's actually, it's been fantastic because I've been able to do radio from home. How cause, cool. Because being over Zoom. And so I just like roll out of bed and do my prep and pray. And, and then, then open just, the laptop and just, zoom. That's right. Just sit at my desk. Whereas I had to shower this morning. You know, that was, <laughs> Oh, how dreadful. Oh, I, was... I appreciate you showering. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to a public place. Uh-huh. Uh, but you're joining us this morning. How, yes. how has your life been? What are you thankful oh, for? Look, I'm so thankful for and giving a huge shout out to all the people out there who today on February 13 still have their Christmas lights up. You are my kind of people. Pat on the back, huge shake of the hand. I am just loving driving around in the evening, seeing Christmas lights in mid-February. Just keep them up all year. I'm stoked about it. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say shout out to all my people who still don't have an appointment for Valentine's Day, which is tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> it is, right? Because today's Aye. the 13th. Oh, today's, yeah, yeah, today's the 13th. No, I'm all about them Christmas lights. Okay, I'm all fair about enough. Christmas. Fair Forget enough. all the other holidays. Nothing is as good as Christmas. What are you grateful for? Uh, I'm grateful that I didn't put Christmas lights up and I don't have to deal with it. Uh, it's just, <laughs> so they just, lazy. they just live hey, in the box. Ha- do you have a date for tomorrow? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a single show today, everyone. <laughs> well, coming up in today's news, we will be talking about Turkey. We've been talking a lot about Turkey recently and yeah. Turkey and Syria and the mm-hmm. earthquake over there. But in recent latest news, 130 arrest warrants have actually been issued in Turkey. Really? Re- this, this is insane. We're going to be talking about that. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is a nice warm but going to rain soon Monday morning here Mm. in Newcastle where we are broadcasting from. We know that you're listening all over Australia and potentially all over the world and you can you can give us a call, give us text. 0491-064-669. Let us know where you're listening from. But shout out I'm gonna give a shout out to a town right now. Let's see. Shout out Druin Victoria. Hey, Drawing. And all the people down there listening on 88.0, as well as Margate, Tasmania. Hey, Margate. Shout out, Margate. Now, I knew that you would know where that is. Mm-hmm. I do not. Yeah. I think the last time I went to Tasmania, I was, uh, you know, pretty fresh, six years old. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not really familiar <laughs> with fresh. the towns, the landscapes. <laughs> I know that Launceston and Hobart exist mm-hmm. and the Hewan Valley because I'm friends with Lyle and he just talks about yeah. how good the wood is all the time. Yeah. But shout out those places. Well, Margate's in between the Hewan Valley and Hobart. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to pretend like I know what that looks like geographically. It, well, my parents used to go to church at Margate before they moved, so and it's a lovely oh. place. Lovely place, yeah. Yeah, shout out the lovely place of Margate. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have our first... Clue. 
Yeah. Do you want to hear about the prizes or do you want to hear the clue first? I reckon clue first, then prize. Okay, okay. It is a what am I quiz this morning. I hope you haven't done this one before, but we'll see. The first clue goes like, goes like this. If I said, because I'm not an I, I do not belong to the body, I would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. Ooh. Yeah, riddle-ish. Deep. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. And if you do, wait, what's what's our You literally our get two books. I can't believe you guys are getting so generous since I used to do radio full time. You're just like <laughs> giving away the prizes, like shoveling them out there. Uh, so it's two books. You get one copy of Simply Put, which is the 28 Fundamental Beliefs uh, by Lauren Wade. Um, mm. It's called What what God's Been Saying All Along. Mm. So 28 Fundamental Beliefs. A uh, really, really great book to read, actually. I, I love um, mm. I read about the 28 Fundamentals, which is basically like the, the, the pillar doctrines. It, it's essentially a reflection on different topics of the Bible. When right. we look at like, okay, what does the Bible say about death? What does the Bible say about second marriage? Coming, Something we're going yeah. to be talking about in a little bit. What does the Bible say about the second coming? What does the Bible say about salvation? The 28 fundamentals are just those different questions and foundational beliefs yeah. kind of codified, yeah. right? That's it. So, yeah, praise God. Yeah. If you want to know what the Bible says, this is the prize for you. And the second book is called Letters from a Skeptic. A Son Wrestles with His Father's Questions About Christianity, uh, which is by uh, Greg Boyd and Edward Boyd. So that's um, Greg's the father. Oh, sorry, Greg's the son and his father is uh, Ed. And they wrote this book together, Letters from a Skeptic. Have you read that book before? No, I haven't even heard of it. I read it when I was 18 years old. I was uh, was a fresh Christian. I was up in Kingscliff. Uh And I read this book and it is powerful. Oh, there you go. This is a a fantastic, touching, heartwarming story that I just want to talk about all the details, but I can't. Mm -hmm. I cannot. I can't give it away because no spoilers. We want you to read this. And how you, how are you going to get into read? Can I answer these clues? Letters from a skeptic. That's the book. Letters from a skeptic. And simply put, two books. If you can tell us, uh, what am I? If I said because I am not an I, I do not belong to the body. I would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. Mm. A little bit of a riddle, but give us a call zero four nine one zero six four six six nine and get into the the prize draw on Friday. Mm. Should get one in, and you could be winning. Uh, that actually happened last week. Oh, really? Yeah, our winner texted in on the day they had one entry, mm-hmm. and they. They won. Good on them. So shout out. But hey, what's happening in positively different news? All right, everyone. I'm going to be really positive. I'm going to lay it out there for you. Happy International Embarrassment Day. What? And I'm going to bring some joy into your life, not by telling my most embarrassing story, oh. <laughs> but by telling my most recent embarrassing story. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so just uh, just the other day, I was shopping in the shopping center, and I walked past a uh, gift store, and I looked into the gift store, and there was a table in the center of the gift store that had a display of candles, mm. and I was like, oh, I wonder what they smell like. And so I turned, and I walked Purposely into the books, into the uh, into the candle stop, and there were two ladies behind the counter chatting. They didn't stop to talk to me because I obviously looked like I knew where I was going. Mm. And I walked up to the candles and I picked one up and I started bringing it towards my face to sniff it. And at the last second, at the corner of my eye, I spotted something shiny. And I thought, I know, I will glance with my eyes but continue to sniff and do two things at once. But as soon as I took my eyes off the candle, I lost all spatial awareness. And so I literally just bumped the candle against my lips. And I was so embarrassed. I mean, just put the candle back down and turned around and walked straight out of the shop. And these two ladies are just 
staring at me aghast because they've just watched a weirdo walk into their shop, kiss a candle, and then immediately walk back out again. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, so that, I- is, that is the most... That that is just typical you. I, I, I know. I was like, Lord, why did you make me so weird? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm never going back to that candle shop ever again. <laughs> I promise, I don't kiss candles regularly. You, you, you didn't want to explain no, yourself. No, no, I just wanted to You're get trying out. To ingratiate yourself. I just wanted with to get out. Ladies. And I still don't even know what the shiny thing was. I didn't get to figure it out <laughs> anyway. So I want to hear somebody else's embarrassing story. So please give us a call zero four nine. One zero six four six six nine, um, and tell us your embarrassing stories and uh, bring us some joy today. I, I do find <laughs> you've got producer Shell dying, <laughs> just laughing so much. Good, that's awesome. at least my pain can bring someone else joy. I do think it's kind of funny that International Embarrassment Day comes right before Valentine's. Anyway, I do. This ha- is the time in which people are getting embarrassed. <laughs> it's yeah, the getting right. close to Valentine's Day. <laughs> the desperation begins. It sets in. And, and then- <laughs> start doing stupid stuff. That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, I do have some awesome news coming out of MIT. MIT is uh, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. They have developed, get this, a new AI deep learning model mm-hmm. that can predict lung cancer risk up to six years in advance through a single low-dose CT scan, uh, which is incredible because um, I don't know if you know, but lung cancer is actually the deadliest cancer in the world. Mm. Uh, it results in more deaths than the next three cancers combined. Um, and unfortunately, it's also extremely difficult for humans to find the disease early by looking at scans. So it's mm. a bit of a problem. Um, so current lung cancer prediction models require a combination of demographic information, clinical risk factors, and radiological anatomy. I don't even know what that is, Um, but it's all very difficult. Uh, Whereas the model, which is called Sybil, is designed to use a single low-dose chest scan to predict the risk of lung cancers occurring one to six years after a screening. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a prophet right now and predict that someone's gonna text in and be like, I know what the prediction is. Do you smoke? <laughs> and that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the, co- the first co-author and the PhD student are Peter Mikhail. Mm-hmm. He likened the overall process of lung cancer screening to trying to find a needle in a haystack. Yeah, absolutely. So it is really difficult for them to to find it. Um, However, working with a diverse set of scans from two hospitals and the National Lung Cancer Screening Trial, this study showed that Sybil was able to forecast both short-term and long-term lung cancer risk uh, earning C indices scores ranging between 0.75 to 0.8, um, and values over 0.8 indicate a strong model. Mm. So I, I'm wondering whether they're going to use this in future just to, you know, see if you're at risk and then sort of monitor you going forward. I, I, I'm sure it'll be quite expensive for a while, but hopefully it'll come down. Mm. So uh, when predicting cancer risk one year in advance, the model was even more successful. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So they obtained between uh, 0.8. 86 to 0.94 on a rock AUC probability curve, which is considered excellent mm. um, uh, for AUC values with one being the highest probable score. So 0.94, it's like it's 0.06 away from being number one. Um, so the imaging data used to train Sybil was largely absent of any signs of cancer because early stage lung cancer occupies small portions of the lungs, mm. uh, just a fraction of the th- like hundreds of thousands of pixels that make up each each CAT scan. So we often think of cancer as being like a lump, 
Mm. But lung cancer is more like there's lots of like little bits of it, which is why it's so awful. And so like my grandmother uh, passed away from lung cancer and, you know, she was quite old when she contracted it, but, but, but by the time it was identified, Mm. It was over. Yeah, too like, late. Was, That's the sad part yeah. about lung cancer. It's off by the time they actually find it, it's often too late. Mm. So this is this is really wonderful step forward in the realm of science in um being able to uh, to have that predictive power um, a, a lot earlier and mm. detect whether or not people are at risk and whether or not they'll have it. Of course, we do want to encourage that if you are a smoker, because that is like the single greatest um, risk to getting lung cancer in the first place. We want to encourage you to, to maybe attend a quit program. And uh, and yeah, and get smoke free, and your risk will be dramatically reduced. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Amen. You're listening to the Breakfast Show this morning, and we're going to have another clue for the quiz. Line. Yes, clue number two. What am I? When Moses ordained Aaron, he took the blood of a ram and put it on Aaron's th- thumb, toe, and this. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. What am I? When Moses ordained Aaron, he took the blood of a ram and put it on Aaron's thumb, toe, and this. Okay, so we're, we're getting a bit of a body parts vibe here. If you know the answer, 0491 is the number to call. And what's our amazing prizes for this week? We Monica? have a double book prize. So we have uh, the first one, Letters from a Skeptic by Greg Boyd and Edward Boyd, father and son duo that we wrote the book together. And then we have a copy of Simply Put, 28 Fundamentals... Sorry, 28 Fundamental Beliefs, What God's Been Saying All Along by Lauren Wade. So two really fantastic books. Mm, amazing. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. By the way, that number, if you want to get in, 0491-064-669. We are in the midst of the continual search, rescue, fallout of Turkey, essentially. Yeah, uh, what, what has happened as a result is the Earth. There's of so the earth many videos on social media right now of rescuers pulling survivors, animals, babies, humans out of, um, out of the rubble. It's been really incredible. It's been something that has been quite tragic. A lot of world, a, a lot of the world is talking about and focusing about, focusing on. It's in the news cycle every single day. But the thing that I've seen the most from this is that tragedy is truly tragic. You know, often the the uh, it's a cliche, but it is true that tragedy brings people together and it brings the best out of people. I think that there are lots of people doing amazing work. But simultaneously, we live in a world of sin. Mm. And despite tragedy, there will continue to be tragedy. There will continue to be hurt. And there will continue to be sadness. And it's come out in the last couple of days that there have been some contributing factors to the death toll of this earthquake that have been really awful. And now the Justice Department of Turkey are going after. Before I get into that, though, I just want to say... You know, it's also been really sad. There's, there's, there's so many different factors to this. Firstly, whilst Turkey has been benefiting from foreign aid, northern Syria has been really struggling receiving foreign aid as a result of the war taking place, the civil war over there. And so lots of foreign aid and people from other countries going over there to serve and to, to help people you know, get out of the rubble and whatnot are being stopped by checkpoints. Oh. Like, like war checkpoints and being 
imprisoned or their supplies being taken. It's essentially thwarting the efforts to get over there. And I have a quote here uh, from a guy named Abu Allah, and he says, what am I going to do? He asked. There are no tents, no aid, nothing. We've received nothing but God's mercy until now, and I'm here left to roam the streets. So whilst in Turkey the effort to try and find people in the rubble, give people aid, give people medical assistance is going well. In northern Syria, they're really struggling because of the, the ongoing civil war that they have over there. Yeah, it's like the last thing a war zone needs is a natural disaster. That's right. Simultaneously, uh, in, if we go back to Turkey where there is aid, whilst they are trying their best to find people in the rubble, uh, they a lot of the sh- local shop owners from buildings that didn't collapse have had to empty completely their stores and move everything to warehouses out of fear of looting. Yeah. So looting is going crazy over there at the moment. And you think about that in one of the worst natural disaster tragedies of the 21st century, there are people who are like, you know what, I'm going to take advantage of this yeah. to steal people's stuff. This is crazy. In a time in which people need so much and then one of the biggest stories that have has come out that is broken as a result of the this earthquake and is ongoing right now more than 130 arrest warrants have been put out in turkey for building contractors oh snaps are you serious so essentially what they have seen after the earthquake in examining the buildings most of the buildings that were, were hit by the earth- earthquake they, they saw from the... Because it's very hard to determine whether the buildings are up to code after they've collapsed. Yeah. But the way they collapsed, they either fell sideways or pancaked onto the residents, which mm-hmm. is if these buildings were built up to the current earthquake codes that are in force in Turkey. Like in Turkey, they have for buildings the same earthquake codes as here in Australia, in Europe, in the United States, in Japan, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are heavily enforced. Well, they are legislated, but unfortunately, due to light enforcement um, and sometimes no enforcement, there have been plenty of building contractors who have cut corners and they've been able to see quite clearly because of the way the buildings have crumbled and collapsed. And so as a result, the Justice Department released a warrant to go out and to round up these building contractors. They're basically murderers. Essentially. Yeah, wow. Essentially. Uh, A couple of them were stopped. So there's only been a few arrests so far as these warrants have just been put out. But even, like, this is breaking news. Up until 20 minutes, 30 minutes ago, there were building contractors who were detained trying to flee the country at the (sighs) airport. So they're just just trying to get out, you know. Because the arrest warrants put out, they knew knew this was probably coming. And, yeah, they're being detained at the airport. Some have potentially got out in the last couple of days, but they are trying to bring these people to justice who has who have caused so much pain. Now, obviously, they didn't cause an earthquake, but their job was to they build the buildings. They had the power to prevent what happened, though. That's right. And when you're looking at a tragedy where in a metropolitan area an earthquake happens and the majority of the people die, like if an earthquake happens and you're in an open field, mm. you're good. Yeah. Uh, the reason people died is because of buildings collapsing. Collapsing, and it's like, oh, were these were these buildings heritage listed? Were they old? Where is this a developing nation called? No. When these, I saw the footage, like they were just coming down like little piles of sand. That's and right. I was like, what on earth? But these are all new buildings. Wow. These are all modern buildings that were supposed to be built to code, and that's why Turkey is, is now going after these guys. So, 
as I said before, as I intro this segment, tragedies are always tragic. Mm. And it is very hard to see light coming through something as sad uh, and as difficult as this. And I think it ultimately proves <laughs> the need that we have for God. There, yeah. There is no solution. There is no win-win situation in this earthquake. This isn't, this isn't even like one of the saddest things, war. This isn't even, you know, the, the right people won and could uphold their values. This isn't, there's no good storyline to come out of this other than the people uh, who are doing their best to supply aid here. And well, maybe it'll teach builders to actually stick to their codes. Maybe that's one of the good things coming out of it. Uh, but you'd, but you think builders would have take more pride in building a strong, sturdy building? Builders, uh, and I know this because I I have lots of family in the trade, the tradey industry. Uh, builders, tradies, uh, property developers, and there's there's actually quite a big investigation happening in Australia as well into really? property development, in, in particularly in skyscrapers in Sydney and whatnot. Uh, builders. Not builders. I'm not going to throw builders under the bus, but a lot of the, you know, contractors and whatnot, they take pride in money. Oh. This is 100%. This was the re- Why didn't they build the buildings of the code? Because they felt like it? No, because it, it would save them money. I do wonder, like, if Australia was hit with an earthquake, how our buildings would fare and if the same thing would be revealed. Yeah, well, again, we have the same codes as Turkey, but as a, there is a current investigation going on as to the link in particularly in new south wales it's like an icac investigation the link between property developers and building codes and politicians and some yeah a bit of a bit of uh a, a bit of obstruction going on there amongst those those parties but yeah it's it's incredibly sad all we can do is continue to pray continue to support and just as this man said the only thing i've received is the mercy of god mm. it's the it's the only thing that solves problems like this Obviously, we're compelled by the mercy of God to go and help these people. Uh, we've been compelled to give charitably. We've been compelled to s- serve them. But simultaneously, the only thing, the only thing that gives us hope in times like this is the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe you are, you're at home. Maybe you're thinking about these tragedies. I, I advise you and I advise all of us, all we can do is pray. Mm-hmm. All we can do is Pray and continue to share about the soon coming of Jesus. That will be the answer to problems like this. You know, we can talk about buildings living up to building codes or war stopping or whatnot. There is going to be an event that brings all of that to an end, and that is when Jesus comes back. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we've just got a text message in. It says, thanks for the first laugh of the day, Mon. Candle kisser, I love it. <laughs> You're most welcome. That's your new nickname. Shout out, Mon, Mon Candle Kisser Gamash. That's I've awesome. Had worse nicknames. And shout out Karen as well, who has gotten the answer correct, but has put a little star there to signify that she's not she's not playing for the prize. She's playing for fun. So. Good on her and good on you if you are going, if you're aiming for getting in for the quiz. And, of course, as we work our way through these clues, they're going to get easier and easier. So, Monica, we need another clue for the quiz. What am I and all was pushed through this to keep a slave? Oh. All, all being A-W-L. Ah, okay. 
Alpha I've, Whiskey Lima. So you can look that up if you're not sure what an all is. Okay. I thought you said all was pushed through this. Yeah, that's why I spelt it out for you guys. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. All was pushed through this to keep us like, maybe we have someone nearby who could explain to us what an all is. It's a spike. Oh, who was that? Oh, wow. We've got a special guest in the studio. We're hearing voices. Uh, one that's very familiar. Am I, am I having, you know, flashbacks. am I flashbacks? Am I, am I feeling some deep pain uh, due to loss of, of what we previously you had? You a hug. Uh, well, no, because I'm seeing now a figure in the room uh, who resembles Lyle Southwell, previous host on the Faith of M Breakfast Show. Welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. See, I couldn't stay away for too long. Just love it here on the breakfast show. I've got to poke my head in every now and then whenever I get the opportunity. Wait, no, well, we're thankful that you're here. And we just got to ask, what have you been up to? Yeah. So uh, the new department I'm running is called Evangelism and Sabbath School. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Sabbath School, that simply means small group Bible studies on a Saturday morning. Amen. So anyone who's interested in small group Bible study on a Saturday morning, uh, I can tell you where to go and where to find those. Mm. And you can be a part of it. And as far as evangelism goes, if you want to tell people about about Jesus, come and talk to me, and I will do whatever I can to resource you to do so. 0491 is the number to call. The challenge is put out there. Guys, if you want to talk about Jesus, this is this is your man. Lyle Southwell, did he just say he'll pay them? Uh, is, that, is that what it, No. He'll, su- he'll support them. Oh, okay. there, is, there is funding available. If you put in a proposal with a project, there is definitely funding available. Amen. Okay. Wow. What have you got to talk about us with this? Okay. So I grabbed a couple of uh, hard-hitting stories because, you know me, I'm sort of the person who for a long time did hard-hitting stories. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we do hard-hitting stories is because hard-hitting stories are stories that tell us that Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. Absolutely. And, of course, that we know that Satan loves death. Mm. This is Satan's only way of striking against God because the more people he can kill, the more people he can hurt God. Mm. And so Satan just celebrates death more than anything else. And, of course, you see that in satanic churches, like, for instance, Mm. the Satanic Temple in uh, the United States. And I just want to say this at the beginning. You know, I believe in religious liberty. I believe that these people have the liberty to choose to worship Satan. Uh, mm. I'm glad that they are honest in the way that they say, yes, we're actually worshiping Satan rather than trying to just sort of obfuscate and, you know, mm. make it look a little bit different. But they have just launched uh, the re- a religious telehealth clinic in New Mexico. And you would hear that and say, well, that's a good idea. Religious organizations should run things for health. Uh-huh. Uh, this one is an abortion clinic. Oh. How did you I, guess? I, thought I saw that coming. Yeah. So just to just to you know give a little bit of context to this, guys, I know that this is a subject that is going to affect a lot of our listeners this morning. Mm. And Lawson, you've got the lifeline number in front of you. Yeah, I believe it's thirteen one 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 four. Yes, thirteen one 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 one. That one one four. <laughs> thirteen one 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 four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so if this is something that, you know, is difficult for you to hear, then that's the number to call. Or you can call us here on uh, the breakfast show number and we can connect you with people. Mm. But this abortion clinic has just been launched in New Mexico. And you have to stop and ask yourself the question, okay, which religions are supporting abortion here? Mm. And who are we getting in bed with? You know, who is the strongest supporter of abortion? The Mm. strongest supporter of abortion from a religious perspective 
is the satanic church. No way. That should say that should tell us something. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting when we when we look at other religions, things that religions are participating in and doing, and it's like, wow, these people are really you know getting it right. You know, you you might look at one group and say, oh, they they really they're really going out of their way for charity, or da, 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 da. but. Well, these guys are doing charitable work in that they will provide you with free travel assistance uh-huh. uh, to receive an abortion. And of course, their medical and religious services are free. They will give you, they will provide free resources. They will provide you with, they will post you medication. Uh, of course, abortion is legal in New Mexico at all stages of pregnancy. Mm. Really? Um, yes. And they call it the Satanic Temples. Abortion ritual. They believe that this is covered by the First Amendment of the United States because it is a form of child sacrifice, and so therefore it is a religious ceremony, which they describe as uh, you know the Satanic Church on behalf of its members objects to government interference with abortion access and contests that laws that impede our faith in bodily autonomy and ability to perform our religious abortion ritual violate the First Amendment and the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. The satanic abortion ritual is a spiritual experience designed to instill confidence and self-worth. Mm. Wow. Well, Anyone yes. who's reading that should be turned off having an abortion. Just the, yes. just the word ritual yes. just kills your toes. These guys are very, very honest about what they are doing. And, of course, why shouldn't they be? They are openly worshipping Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan openly loves death. Mm-hmm. He celebrates death more than anything else because that is his only way of striking against God. And uh, this is Satan celebrating death. Now, the, the question I have, though, is despite this being a ritual that should be covered under the First Amendment, you're also just killing someone, so therefore it's not covered under the Constitution yeah, that's at all. Right. There, there, there should be this thing that says thou shalt not murder. Yeah, mm. which is in every law in every state and federally in the United States. So I, I, don't, I don't see how this, this stands. It doesn't at this particular point. They haven't been able to get it through um, under First Amendment protection at this point. Mm. Okay, so on that same theme, last year I spoke about Mark, uh, uh, Mark Halk. And just a little bit of a follow-up on that story. So just to give you a bit of background, because you will have all forgotten the story a long time ago, mm. Mark Hout was outside an abortion clinic when a pro, pro-abortion activist got in the face of his son and started abusing him, telling him, you know, your dad's a fag, you should go home and do wow. awful things that I can't say on radio. Mm. And um, Mark Hook, he stepped in and he pushed the guy away. Mm. Now, of course... You know, you lay hands on somebody, that's a bit of a problem, but he pushed him away from his son. And so the man filed assault charges against him. Um, the court, the, the case went nowhere. Mm. It was thrown out of court. They were just like, yeah, you know, every father has a right to push abusive mm-hmm. people away from their son and create separation mm-hmm. when a minor is being abused in public. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, except for the US uh, prosecutor for the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, a lady by the name of Jacqueline Romero, decided that she was going to charge Hook with violating the freedom of access to clinic entrances, which is a federal crime used to uh, prevent intimidation at uh, abortion clinics. Mm. Uh, Okay, so when Hook's lawyers found out about it, they 
um, that you know this grand jury had been convened. They told the prosecutors that yeah, sure, we'll bring Hook in for questioning, and uh, if he needs to be arrested, then you can go ahead and arrest him. We'll we'll just give us a time and a place, and we'll come on in. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's see where this is going to go. But that wasn't good enough for Jacqueline Romero. Mm. No, at six forty-five in the morning. 15 vehicles turned up, 20 heavily armed police, long guns, armoured vests, ballistic helmets, ballistic shields, a battering ram. Hook was slammed onto the ground. He was placed in shackles, including a waist shackle, um, including ankle shackles that hobbled him so that he couldn't move. Um, and he was arrested with charges facing up to 11 years in federal prison and a $300,000 fine. Now, the police can be heavy-handed. This was the FBI, by the way, not the local police. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The police can be heavy-handed at times, but almost exclusively when they are dealing with a violent criminal with a violent history and they're actually in fear for their life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when they use the SWAT team. They brought the full-blown SWAT team to this guy who had defended his juvenile son. That mm. is just insane. That is insane. That so this is what's so much. So this is what's a this punch. It was a push. You said <laughs> he just pushed him off. Pushed him, like pushed him away from his son. <laughs> okay. So wow. Romero knew that this was a case that she couldn't win. Mm. But what this was was using the system to punish. Because now it's going to cost Hook hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. Um, of course, he has to deal with, you know, the the humiliation of what happens when this happens. And so Romero stepped in and she's like, well, you know, um, we will give you a slap on the wrist and a little bit of fine and a few months of probation and you can go free. I would turn around and sue her. Hook refused to get the slap on the wrist and go free. He's mm. like, no. Wow. No. This is going to court. Yeah. Wow. It went to court, and two days ago, it was thrown out. Amen. Amazing. Jury jury sat on it, and jury's like, this is ridiculous, and just threw the whole thing out. What, and so this is and this is how people will use to punish the punish people using the system. And mm. you know, I've experienced this over the last two days. Mm. I've had people who have been mm. uh, making accusations, who have been threatening me wow. with violence over the last two days, knowing that nothing is ever going to stick, but they're going to use the system mm-hmm. to a, as a sledgehammer mm. to punish the you know person that they perceive oh, has done something wrong. That's mm. it's it's part of the world in which we live, unfortunately. Mm. They're basically doing the devil's work. When you see people acting this way. This way, you know that they are doing the devil's work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it's quite clear in this situation, obviously, because this person is on the side of, yeah, yes, <laughs> killing people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think so. When the case gets thrown out of court, then the legal fees are waived and or supported. Yeah, or, who's who's paying for this SWAT team to turn up with like the twenty cars and the, like fifty million police? The hey, Federal Bureau of Investigation pays I, for all of that. They should send that bill to that lady. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of not how it works unfortunately mm-hmm. and uh, these gu- these judges are appointed by the government and for they're sure. there for life, they're not elected or anything like that. And so she'll get to hang around for a very long time yet. Mm. Uh, you guys um see the I hope you didn't the Grammys uh, okay. I didn't. You talked about I, it already? We we talked about it a okay. little bit, I believe, but uh, I, I didn't watch the Grammys Me through. Either. But 
Of course, I saw the controversy, the highlights. I yeah, did what... not know it existed until right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the Grammys are? I know what the Grammys are. I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah, the music. It's like you, the wait, Oscars you don't know what music. the Grammys are? You know me. Okay. There's a reason, Lawson, why you do all of the music surprised. interviews. I am surprised that he knew that's, what the Grammys that's, were. Okay, that's a bit of a step. That's, uh... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the Grammys are an annual music award uh, show, a bit like the Oscars. It's like the Academy Awards, which was for mm. film. The Grammys is for music. And similarly to the Oscars, they're just as heavily debated as to whether they should even exist because... There is just propaganda. There's just propaganda, and it's a popularity contest amongst uh, amongst a bunch of people. What who happened? Get. Why so are we talking about it? It was a satanic it? ritual, full blown satanic ritual when they when one of these uh, people, you know, a couple of transgenders won the won an award for some song or another, and they they just like they went full satanic, like the horns, the red colors, the demons. Well, they just got people up and did a, did fire a cage. Yeah, just got up and did a full blown satanic ritual. Well, it was too, it was too I mean, hey, I'm kind of glad that they did. I'm kind of glad that they did because it shows us where the entertainment industry is at. Absolutely. Who, who was it? It was uh, Sam Smith. Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Surprising. So, so were, were they no doing a performance is, or were they doing a, a, like a, accepting an award? Uh, a bit of both. Oh, wow. Yeah. A bit of both. That's, um, yeah, I mean. Oh, the, the song that they, were sing- they sung actually um, was called Unholy. Unholy. Yeah, yeah. I think this is, I, I actually like where you're coming from, Lyle, because, you know, within the church particularly, as as people, as Christians, there's always the question of, oh, well, what's appropriate for us to see? What's appropriate for us to view and understand? And people take that question to uh, almost an extreme in terms of investigation, saying, oh, well, actually, if you play the Beatles backwards, you hear them say "Hail Satan," like stuff like that, you know. And it gets mm-hmm. it gets really deep. And they're like, "Oh, see this religious symbols in the music video," and 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 it, and it's oh, you feel the rhythm and and all these different things. But you don't have to listen to a song backwards or no. count the BPM, no, or or anything to to. You can just ask the question. Well, oh, what are the people like who are making these this music? Yes, where are they coming from, and and what's yes. its purpose and objective, and. Uh, there are two purposes and objectives: to create influence and to make money. And, yes. And these two people have gone. What's the best way we can create influence and make money? Literally worshiping Satan. Yep. And and that's what they've done. And that's what you get when you worship Satan. Satan will give you a level of uh, success mm-hmm. for a very short period of time, mm-hmm. and then he will smash you even here on this earth. He won't even let you die in peace. Absolutely. He hates you. And so he will like, yeah, I'll give you some success. And you don't even get your 70-year lifespan of success. Mm. He's like, yeah, I'll give you success for like maybe three, four, five, ten years, and then I'm just going to smash you. Yeah. That's what Satan does. Whereas God comes along and is like, look, let me give you eternity. Mm. Mm. Oh, amazing. You know, that's, a very simple, that's a very simple choice, friends, and I hope you make the right one this morning. I hope you see the contrast that God makes available right there. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.